podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And it's John Gibbons from the Anfield Wrap, and I'm delighted to be joined over the phone by Lee Richardson, who's performance psychologist at Liverpool Football Club, and he's here to talk to us about something that's going on at the weekend. And you might have noticed that every game's kicking off one minute later than normal this weekend, and you may know a little bit why, or you may not have noticed it yet, or, or not quite sure of the reasons for it. Um, it's all to do with the Heads Up campaign, which the FA is running with Heads Together, and it's entitled Every Mind Matters, and to talk to us about that, and a little bit more is Lisa. First of all, Lee, welcome. So in terms of this campaign, so how, how long has it been running for? I know, I think it, it started in, in, in the summer, didn't it? But obviously the focus is around this weekend for the FA Cup and this idea of, of taking a minute to kind of focus on on, on the mind and, and why that is important. Yeah, I think um, firstly, it's, a, it's a, an initiative that's welcome. I think in terms of football, there's an opportunity uh, I think that's what the FA have, have identified as an opportunity with the third round of the FA Cup to get people just to take a moment to reflect on on their own mental health and well-being. Um, it's part of the Every Mind Matters campaign, uh, which was set up initially, I think, by the, uh, the their Royal Highnesses, uh, William and um, William and Harry. So it's I think it's welcome. I think it's it's appropriate because. The um, the population it's addressing is a mainly male-dominated one, without wanting to be too confident, co- controversial. Yeah, I know there's a lot more yeah. women uh, participants and spectators in football um, than there used to be, certainly in my day as a player. But um, certainly the statistics are clear that men are fairly poor in 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 certainly seeking help and also taking steps towards their own self-care. And I think that's the, the main drive behind this initiative. And um, so, you know, it's a, it's a good opportunity and one that I think um, um, for, from their point of view will we'll hopefully um, uh, encourage more people to do uh, and seek help or if not, um, take steps towards managing their own self-care. And that's what I think the website they've launched is all about. Yeah, so there is a um, uh, they've, they've launched a mind plan which is which takes a minute to, to, to fill out. So that's why the, the minute the, the delay they're not necessarily expecting you to do it there and then, but that's that's the minute delay where it takes a minute to answer a few questions about about how you're feeling. You get a personalised action plan from that. I mean, you mentioned self care early, and that's something that that is kind of pre- prevalent throughout this campaign. And you mentioned men there and. Men are a lot less likely to, to to do that, aren't they? And to take these measures, preventative message measures, if you like, to sort of look at our own mental health. Yeah, and I think that you know it, it plays heavily upon the historical stigma that's that's always been attached to uh, help seeking or uh, you know accepting or acknowledging that you you know you're struggling with something. And I think that's fundamentally. Hopefully, changing in society now. There's um, certainly it's been a focus of my career uh, as a psychologist. I, when I retired as a footballer, I experienced you know challenge of changing identity, transitioning from doing something that I loved that came very easily to me for you know 20 plus years of my life to thinking about what was going to happen next. And that's you know that's as a footballer that happens to all football players. Um, and the, in the general public, I'm sure it happens in lots of different other contexts. Um, we're all of us vulnerable at times to life events that can 
um, you know, um, essentially uh, put upon us real stress and real challenge. Um, you know, the people of Liverpool know full well of, about that. So um, it seems that, you know, in this day and age, there are uh, resources and strategies that can be used to to help pe- people help themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer that whilst we should encourage people to come forward and seek help from other individuals, um, people have the right not to come and seek help. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, what we must do, and that's certainly what I've been involved with, uh, with the PFA and some things that we've done for players, is to try and provide resources that people can use to self-educate because education is a, is probably the main um, factor for anybody who's experiencing any difficulties and challenges to overcome them um, because there are things you can do that, that are protective and that help prevent um, you know deterioration of your mental health and well-being. Yeah, so the, there's, the, there's a video that's been made. It's um, It's been uh, narrated by Prince William, but there's lots of top footballers involved. Uh, a few of them, Frank Lampard, Harry Maguire, Alex Scott, Deli Ali, Jordan Pickford, uh, Son, uh, Slavin Bilic. The, the list goes on there of, of footballers who are involved in this. And I think the more people look up to Lee, who open up about things and who talk about these things and normalise it, the, the, the surely the, the better and more accepted it is as a society. Because you know we think nothing of, of going to the dentist if we've got a toothache, or or you know going to see the doctor if something's wrong with our leg. But if something's wrong with our mind, then there's, there's still kind of is that stigma attached, isn't there? So the more you know these footballers that people look up to in society who are talking about it, uh, the more that we I guess that we uh, help remove that stigma. And how, how ironic is that? You know, uh, the, something as complex as a tooth, we're more than more than happy to go and see a specialist about. But um, well, rather le- simple yeah. uh, as a tooth, when you think of the human mind and the uh, the complexity of of the human mind, which you know, even many experts in many different fields are still debating, you know, w- w- what it is and and how it works. Um, that people think that that is something to be ashamed of, uh, that if something's not quite, you know, not not quite working as, as it should be or as they would like to be. So it, it is, I think it's part of a sense of people wanting to be seen to be in control. I think we, as human beings, we have a, a, an inner desire to um, to feel as though we're in control. Um, you know, there's something called the uncertainty principle, which is, Pretty much connected and hardwired into our brains, and it actually, actually connects to our heart. And and when people talk about mental health as being something separate to physical health, it's actually not the case, um, because yeah. that's been shown. You know, cardiovascular health is is very much affected by stress, and um, the process of car- cardiovascular disease. I think I think I'm right in saying is very much um, you know uh, impacted upon by stress. So, you know, stress is a very and suffering and emotional pain is very real. And they're just as real as any physical pain. So, you know, people shouldn't be embarrassed. Um, if, you know, we all in life, as we all know, we all get, get dealt a deck of cards, if you like, or a hand of cards, and they're not all equal and they're not all the same. And different challenges, um, you know, come along for different people at different times. And some people have the most extreme challenges to bear, uh, and will hold up under that. And others, you know, might find might find less challenging circumstances and struggle with that. But it's, I don't think people should judge people on that. It should just be, you know, each person is, uh, in case of this, this campaign, every mind matters and every everybody's, everybody's um, you know, 
got their own things to deal with and should be entitled to the best care and the best advice uh, that's possible. So uh, I've just got some stats uh, to read out here that have been sent through kind of, uh, you know, from the campaign and it's that 70 percent of men who've experienced early signs of mental health concerns in the last year um just under half said they've never taken self-care actions to manage their mental health compared to 31 percent of women so uh, men much less sorry much more likely not to have taken any any kind of self-care actions of those that did um uh, over three quarters said they wish and take wish they'd taken action sooner and i think that's quite prevalent to the people who i've spoken to and the people who i've dealt with of, of when they when they've started on this kind of journey if you like of accepting that mental health is something that we all need to work on um, they, they do often wish people do often wish that, that, that it is something that they'd started sooner be that say as you say an increase in physical activity or or meditation or or just taking some part of your day to, to yourself to kind of relax and, and and kind of you know be mindful of what's around us I think you hit the nail on the head with the word you use there which is acceptance and I think the, the initial acceptance for people is to accept that they may have an issue they may be struggling with this, this is often the biggest problem that I, I see in that this, this idea of stigma, there are different types of stigma and social stigma is that which, you know, whereby people are stigmatized um, by others um, because of any particular issue they may be dealing with. But actually a more pervasive stigma is the stigma of the individual themselves who right. all their life have, have seen that, you know, uh, accepting or owning up to be struggling with whatever it might be uh, is a sign of weakness and that's the most damaging stigma to overcome because that's an individual themselves that's not that's not other people stigmatizing an individual uh, or, you know albeit that that is you know still still um, is still prevalent and then is, and should be you know should be challenged at every every level but the stigma of an individual who themselves, um, you know, has a has a belief that someone who seeks help or tries to help themselves must be in some way weaker or, or uh, less strong than others. And this is a damaging this is a damaging belief, and it's one that sport has played a part in over the over the years. And what you alluded to earlier in that it is good that people like Tyson Fury, for example, uh, you know, one of the best heavyweight boxers in the world, who could probably you know teach us all a thing or two in the ring. Um, you know, he's been more than willing to own up to challenges he's faced. Having said that, I still I still say and, and believe that people should be allowed to to um, help themselves or, or you know gain a remedy in private. And what we should do as a society is make sure that people have the adequate resources to do that, uh, which is what this campaign is about. And there are other things and. I think there's more needed in, in lots of different areas. It's a complex, it's a complex picture, um, but hopefully in time, in the next 10 years, this decade of the 2020s, we can get to the end of it and realise that um, you know mental health has gained parity with physical health, and people don't even question whether someone is if someone's stressed or depressed or anxious or whatever it is that you know they're any less of a human being. 
Have you noticed just in football that the time you've been in it, there's been a, a change in terms of people speaking? I mean, I presume that, that, for example, Liverpool didn't have a performance psychologist 20 years ago, uh, maybe not even 10. And so and so just by that role, um, suggest there has been improvements. But you mentioned there they used to play and things like that. Have you noticed that a players interacting differently around each other now? Is there a, is, Do you think players are more likely to feel that there is someone they can speak to within a club if they are struggling? Yeah, I think so. I think there'll always be... Uh, stigma, unfortunately, until well, I say always. That's a, that's a little bit fatalistic. I think stigma will still be around for a while, um, and you know, it's it's there are understandable, if you like, pressures for people um, to carry on, and, and to some extent, you know, all be all that we've said about you know people's right to seek help and that life's tough and challenging and it is. You know, there is an element of that you know people have to get on with certain level of challenge and difficulty and and that can be done there's no doubt about that and and that's all part of healthy you know adapting to different circumstances as part of a healthy you know a healthy life um in terms of seeking help seeking in professional sport and elite sporting environments it, it has been the highest of of all the um sort of uh, negative statistics around help seeking and, and coming forward I think it is changing. Uh, I've been part since I think I was a manager at Chesterfield uh, in 2009, and uh, the two years that I was manager and assistant manager for five years previous to that, there were certainly players I knew who were struggling and sought help with a, a clinical psychologist that we had in a voluntary basis at the time, and that inspired me to go to the PFA and. Um, uh, develop a website uh, called the Safety Net, which now goes out to all the academies. Uh, throughout the country every football club has that um, has that access um, again the purpose being education and um, early intervention and prevention rather than react- reactivity and I think there is an element where we have to start talking about um, developing skills and resources that will protect and prevent mental health issues from becoming uh, such a challenge in, in later years that's something I'm actively involved with alongside the PFA at the moment Um so I think there's more of an understanding and awareness to answer your question amongst players that the mind does matter. Uh, it is uh, hugely um, influential in everything we do. In fact, you know, life is a psychological experience, you could argue. Um, you know, sport was invented as a, uh, a way to sort of alleviate psychological needs to compete and enjoy and, um, and challenge challenge ourselves. So. Uh, it, it is changing, I think, and I think there are more people, players, prepared to accept and own up that, you know, they found it tough at times. Okay. Um, I always think it's, it's a little bit unfair sometimes that we think football should lead on things in society, but I think in, in this case, it is a healthy one. I think footballers can, inc- can encourage lots of ordinary men who look up to them and women, of course, who, who want to open up more. Uh, I'll just give some of those details again. It's ev- everymindmatters.co.uk if people want to go, everymindmatters.co.uk, and people want to fill in the mind plan. It takes a minute to do, and you ask a few questions about how you're feeling, and you'll get your own personalised action plan and some self-care tips as well. And and do look out for the video as we said right at the top that every game this weekend in the FA Cup is being delayed by a minute that we'll be showing a one minute film in the, in the ground for people to, to view but I'm sure it'll be available online as well but we do encourage people to open up to look after themselves and look after each other but in the meantime huge thanks to Lee Richardson for joining us over Skype and that has been the Anfield Wrap Sports Social Podcast Network